0: This is episode 152, and it's a special episode because I am back with five incredible women whose stories I know are going to resonate with you. These are five women who worked with me over the last two to three years in the You on Fire program. You will be able to find all the links mentioned in this episode at summerinnin.com forward slash 152. It is so exciting for me to be able to catch up with these women. I'm just so grateful that they took the time to have these conversations with me. The best part of my job is witnessing the changes that happen in the women that I work Mm -hmm. with. They really do become free and liberated. And what's so amazing is, and that's what you'll hear in these uh, stories, is it's not about the individual impact like you'll hear them talk about how they were able to wear a bikini or feel comfortable in their skin but what you're really going to hear a deeper level of is just how much more they were able to live fully in their lives so whether that was by starting their own business or by moving across the world and taking a new job or being more social with their friends or standing up and for themselves and advocating for their health or being or the becoming advocates for social justice, or taking on new adventures and hobbies, like all of these things. And in all of these ways is how they start to really leave a different kind of mark on this world by no longer hiding. And I believe I truly believe and I know that this is how we change the culture. And I'm so much more fired up about this now that I have a child because I don't want the next generation going through the same thing that we went through I don't want them to have parents who eat a different dinner than them because they're on a keto diet or who criticize their bodies in front of them or I don't want children seeing their parents step on the scale and even if you don't have kids I'm sure you have people in your life who have kids or you have nieces or nephews or friends who have kids or you just know children or you're a teacher we all are having an influence on the next Next generation. And that's why I just think we need to do this work. We need to do this work for ourselves in order to change that next generation. I don't want to see kids dieting. I want to see businesses like Weight Watchers app, Kerbo, go out of business because all it is doing is perpetuating weight stigma and keeping us oppressed. And so when we open our eyes to the ways in which we've been oppressed and we say, I'm not going to take this anymore. It can really result in incredible things. And it's the impact that we leave on others. And that creates that ripple effect to others and this world. And that's why, you know, I don't think this work is really just about doing body image for ourselves. That's the start of it. It's really doing this work to then change the world, change the people around us, change the next generation. And I do this work because when I look at you listener, I see that you are inherently worthy. And I know that it's possible for you to believe that in your, in yourself and fully experience life without letting your body hold you back. And so that's why I love sharing these stories with you. And in particular, this time around, it's really cool because these are people who did the program two or three years ago. So normally when I do one of these spotlight episodes, which I've done many of them before, I do them after um, the last cycle of the program. But since I was on maternity leave for a year and a half, or not a year and a half, a year, but since the last time I ran the program was a year and a half ago, and I did a spotlight with some of the people that finished that cycle of the program, I wanted to catch up with some people who had done it in 2017 and 2016 to really see, okay, what's the long-term impact? Let's catch up. Let's see where you're at. Let's see what's changed. Let's see what's stuck. And it's so amazing to hear how far they've continued to go. So not just in that short uh, period of time working with me, but beyond that, And that's, that's what's so cool about this work is like, once you have these tools, once you have this community that you're in, it makes it so much easier to continue to do the work and really propel you to even more confidence and living your life unapologetically. So the next cycle of you on fire it starts on November 11th, and if you're listening to this episode and you've missed that cycle, uh, it's not too late to get on the wait list for the next time around, which will be mm, probably sometime in the spring, and you can get all the details for you on fire at summer in and forward slash you on fire. And you can get on the wait list there if you miss this cycle. And if you haven't, you're listening to this, then it's not too late to register. Enrollment closes on November 9th. And for those of you that are wondering what you on fire is, what I'm talking about, you on fire is the 12 week online group coaching program that gives you a step-by-step way of building up self-worth beyond your gene size with personalized coaching from me and lifetime access to the program. So you can break out of the diet culture cage, get free from body shame and live your fiery free untamed life. Yes. In you on fire, you learn how to have untamed confidence and liberate yourself from the culturally imposed temptations to diet and be thinner. You learn that you are good enough and and you learn how to know that you're good enough and how to turn down the criticizing all or nothing control freak, perfectionist voice in your head that makes you feel less than you learn how to accept and feel comfortable in your body. Be okay with a full body photo, wear your bathing suit to the beach and see your reflection without doing a body scan. You learn how to give way less fucks about what other people think of you and get rid of comparisons to other people. And you figure out what really sets your soul on fire now that dieting and weight loss aren't cramping your mental space. And that's really cool. You'll hear in these stories about all the cool things that people have been able to do do now that they have reclaimed that time and energy. And overall, you learn how to cultivate your inner rampant untamability. Yes. So you can wear, say, and do anything you want. All the links mentioned in this show, including details on you on fire are at summerinand.com forward slash 152. I've been running you on fire for five years and every year I'm blown away by the transformations that take place and as you'll hear throughout these stories, it's not about them liking the way they look, it's about them transforming their outlook on life and believing that they are worthy. Let's get started. The way I recorded these episodes is a little different than the way I've done them in the past. Normally what I've done is I've sat down and individually done interviews with each of the people separately because I had some circumstances in my life. My dad passed away really suddenly. Uh, my timeline got crunched quite a bit, uh, because I took some time off and still require intermittent periods of space. And so as a result, what I did was I recorded these in, in, small groups, well, in duos. And Evelyn, the first person that you're going to hear here, here, here. Yes, that makes sense. She was sick the day that we were supposed to record with the other two people, Lucien and Anna, who you'll hear next. And what she did, which was just so generous of her was she recorded her answers herself and sent them. And so this is a little more of just her telling her story for 10 minutes versus me interviewing her, but she's answering the questions that I asked everybody else. And Eveline did the program with me in 2017. And she's been just an all-star. It's been so amazing to see how far she's come. And she quit her uh, full-time job and now she's a coach that helps women with perfectionism, which was like a lifelong dream of hers to be able to do. And so it's just so cool when she talks about how much more mental uh, space she has now that she's not dieting and fixating on her body. This is Evelyn's story.
1: Hi there, my name is Eveline, and I'm a 32-year-old woman from the netherlands and yeah so i found summer online obviously and i was i was struck immediately by her different message it was the first time i ever heard that there was something possible called body positivity i'd never heard of it before i think i actually googled something about the paleo diet because that was something i was into and i uh, came across summer started following her blogs and just a whole new world and a whole new perspective opened up for me. So my frustrations with my body before You on Fire were that I was always so afraid to gain weight because I I had really bought into this belief that, you know, being bigger, being being fat uh, was bad and, and made you a less attractive person. I had never really been fat in the in the sense of the word that people would, you know, tell me that I was fat or something like that, but I was always afraid to gain weight because I had gained some weight over the years and I always felt horrible about that and I always felt like I was less attractive than when I was skinnier. And the way that it really showed up for me, the way that it really yeah, came into my life was that I started manipulating what I ate so I became really really strict with myself about what were healthy foods what were unhealthy foods and you know I'm a huge fan of chocolates and sweets and stuff like that but I would always feel this guilt when I'd have my way with them so there would usually be a long period of time where I wouldn't eat any of that bad quote-unquote stuff those bad foods foods And then once I got a hold of it, I would just eat the whole thing. I would just eat the whole bar of chocolate and cookies and, you know, everything else. Or for example, when I was at a party and there were uh, foods that I would normally consider to be bad or unhealthy, I would just, you know have my way with them and just I couldn't even stop eating them and um, a moment that I really realized that this was not okay and that it was taking over so much of my life and taking up so much space in my head was when I had some vanilla ice cream in the freezer and I literally kept going back and forth for half an hour between do I am I going to have this ice cream yes or no I mean, I want it, but, you know, it's not good. It's bad food. And I wanted to lose weight, right? Or I wanted to be healthy. So I shouldn't be doing this, right? And then going back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden I realized I was thinking about this stupid question for over half an hour. And I was like, this is taking over my life. And I don't even know if I knew back then the things that I would have room for and I would have space for. If I w- could break this pattern, but I did know that I wanted help with this because I had been trying to, to do this by myself by reading Summer's blogs, by listening to her podcasts, watching videos on this topic, etc., following other Instagram um, body positivity people. <laughs> and, you know, that had helped a bit for sure, but still I couldn't quite get through my guilt, my guilt for eating something that felt bad to me, that felt unhealthy to me. So I decided, okay, I'm going to get help. I'm going to, you know, allow myself to be helped by someone who's further along in this journey than I am. Someone who has struggled with exactly the same problem and is now at a place where she's at peace with her body and at peace with her food choices and everything around that. So... I just really desperately wanted that uh, that peace and that peace and quiet of mind. And oh my God, I can't even express how grateful I am to Summer for helping me navigate through this. Because I noticed within the first conversations, within the first uh, coaching calls, that I just, I changed. I changed for the better. And yeah, like within two or three months... My whole life felt so radically different. And like I said, it has opened up so much mental space, so much energy, because you're not wasting energy on just constantly thinking about what is healthy, what am I going to eat next? What am I going to do for lunch or, you know, or just ruminating about the way you look or stuff like that. And I I just I'm, I'm so grateful because actually this has opened up the way for me to start my own coaching business. So right now I'm a coach for perfectionist women because for me this was definitely part of a perfectionistic pattern and it was something that I had yeah, I'd learned how to deal with in regards to work, but summer has definitely helped me overcome that last hurdle of perfectionism when it came to food and my body. And I'm just so freaking grateful because right now I'm I'm doing this full time and I tell everyone, every webinar I give, every free online workshop I give, I tell everyone I could not be doing this today. I could not be coaching other women today. I could not be running my business today if it weren't for that decision that I made those years ago by working with Summer because that has just opened up so much space, so much time and I'm just forever grateful. Yeah, and just how how it, how it feels is... It's so much more peaceful, it's so much more quiet in my mind. I'm so much more happy and also I'm a lot nicer. And that sounds very (laughs) anti-feminist, like women have to be nice. And I don't mean it in that sense, but I mean it because I was so strict for myself that I had less capacity to be just nice and kind to others around me. And by letting go of those restrictions on myself... I've actually been able to be so much kinder and more appreciative of the people around me. And I've heard it from so many people around me that, oh, you've become so much calmer, so much friendlier. And yeah, that's just so amazing because that's the way I want to show up and show up in the world every day. So one piece of advice I'd give other women going through this same experience that I've been going through please, 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 please get some help, please, if you can in any way afford this, please go get yourself some help, preferably with Summer, <laughs> of course, because, uh, yeah, I just know the word that she gives in her program. She's just the best coach ever. <laughs> of course, I'm a great coach as well, but <laughs> she's the best. And yeah, you know, for me, a huge hurdle was uh, the investment, right? The money that was uh, involved in making this decision. And of course, I can't look into anyone else's wallet or, you know, I don't know what your situation is like, but for me, I was just not used at that point in time to spend so much money on something that was so, I don't know, not a little bit abstract maybe. So maybe you think, what can an online coaching program do for me, right? I mean, if we spend the same amount of money going on a holiday, we're usually fine if we spend the same amount of money buying a couch or anything. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, these are are more, yeah, more known ways to spend your money. And somehow we feel like that's more acceptable. But there came a time for me when I had to ask myself, okay, but what is the one thing I would really, really want in my life? And for me, that was that peace and quiet around food and around my body. And so I I, I found it really scary to invest that money in myself. But when once I'd done it and once I'd seen the results... Right now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have gladly forked over three or four or five times the amount of money that Summer asks, because it's not a lot. When you see how much it changes on in your life on a day-to-day basis, it's not, not something that's nice for once and then, you know, you go back to your old life. It's something that has the potential to change your life. And yeah, I'm just really fired up about, about this program and about Summer's coaching. So definitely recommend it and... Yay. Right now, I'm actually in every webinar I tell people about Summer because I'm so grateful for everything she's done. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Summer. And to everyone who's still on the fence, if there's any way you can afford this, please get yourself this help because it really has the potential to change your life. Bye bye.
0: I was really blown away when I listened to the recording that Evelyn sent me. It was just so, so generous and kind and I had goosebumps and it came on such a good day for me because I had been having a really rough morning with grief and um, was just feeling really down and uh, listened to what she had to say. And then I was really motivated to get working on some of this stuff again. So it just made me feel really good on on the inside. And I hope it inspires you because that's really the point of me sharing it. The next up, uh, I sat down with Lucien and Anna who Lucien did the program in 2017, I believe as well. Anna did the program in 2018 and they have both come leaps and bounds from when, where they were, when they started, both of them had eating disorders that they struggled with throughout their, most of their lives, like from when they were, um, teenagers onward. And they had done the work to recover from the eating disorders, but both of them, the reason why they signed up for the program was because they still released struggled with the body image piece. And so that was resulting in them still not fully trusting themselves around food, which is really common. You know, you to really let go around food, we have to do this body image piece. And so these are their stories. Welcome to the show. Both of you, Anna and Lucienne, thank you so much for being here. Anna, why don't you start
2: by telling everyone just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I did You on Fire in, I think it was 2018. And um, at the time, I was just struggling a lot with body image issues um, and uh, eating disorder. And really, um, You on Fire had a huge impact on me. And um, yeah, at at the time, too, I was uh, working in a really shitty job. And now a lot of changes have happened. But a lot of like the catalyst behind these changes has come from the work I did in UN fire. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you want to just tell everyone, cause they can't see you where you were located and just like, yeah, you can say your age if you want to, but just sure. a little piece
2: of it. Yeah. So, so I, um, I'm living in Denmark right now. I just moved here four months ago to work at Lego toys. Um, I'm working in 3d printing Lego is doing a new thing where they're starting to 3d print their bricks, which is so exciting. Um, cool. and, uh, yeah,
0: that is a little about me. Nice, nice. And Lucianne, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you?
3: Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, I'm happy to. I don't actually remember when I did the program. I think it may have been three years ago. Already. I think so.
0: Yeah, I think it was oh, in 2017. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. I had suffered from bulimia for, I don't know, maybe like 40 years. And I had lots of therapy. I fixed like fixed you know, got better at quite some things, but this still the food thing was still a problem, and the body image thing was a problem, and I don't even remember how I came across your program, but I thought this sounds like um someone who speaks my language language, um not being English, but you know like, yeah. <laughs> raw, <laughs> raw and real kind of thing, and um yeah, yeah not that yeah. So I thought I need to do the program. And um, yeah, that actually, well, we'll we'll get into that later. But one of the best things I did for me ever, maybe, I currently live in the Netherlands. I work as a researcher and a lecturer um, in several fields. Uh, One of them at the moment being uh, positive health, which uh, is really interesting coming from this perspective of the You on Fire program. Lots of work still to do.
0: Yeah,
3: in that area yeah
0: cool. yeah, yeah I bet um,
3: I bet yeah and and it's not like um I don't find age, age very interesting in itself but um I'll say I'm 55 at the moment I was 52 when I did the program and I'll just say that because people may think well you know I'm too old now to um be bothered with stuff like that and I'll just sort of have to sit it out till the end in diet culture but no, you don't have to, even after so many years of eating disorders or other things, it can still get better.
0: Yeah, that's great. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. And you've done such great work with like age positivity and things like that as well, which we, yeah, think. we can talk about in a bit. So I know, I know, I mean, you both kind of touched on it, but we can circle back around and if there's anything you want to add, but Anna, do you want to just talk about some of the frustrations that you had with your body before uh, you did the program?
2: So I really, um, I had a lot of issues specifically with like how round my face was Um, and you know even looking in a mirror or like really any image of myself that i didn't like it would just send me into spirals and like wanting to diet and wanting to just like go to sleep and, you know not wake up um and it's just yeah so i i just was super super detached from um any like real logical thinking about <laughs> my worth and how my worth was attached to, to my body and um it was a huge energy suck from just like really living a a full life. Um, yeah. Yep.
0: Mm -hmm. And I remember you, like, it was really stopping you from kind of being more social and doing things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: thanks. It got to this degree where I really like, I wasn't seeing friends I hadn't seen, um, since I was much thinner, um, because there was like kind of a period of time where I had gained um, a certain amount of weight that even one friend told me once that I was irrecognizable um, between what I looked like at one point and how I look now. And so, yeah, it just was, it just caused me so much like mental pain to think of like going to see friends who I loved. And uh, so, yeah, just, no not not super healthy <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and i and i mean we're gonna get to it but like you've just come so far so um,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: um and lucien do you want to talk about some of the frustrations that you had with your body before oh, you started working together yeah.
3: yes yes um I, I do recognize what anna just uh, said so that must be relatable to lots of people with these problems but um it was also like that i not only being like detached from your body in that sense that you don't actually feel any, you know, like normal, you don't know how to process feelings. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw my body as something that did not comply to like the rules and that I could not trust around food. And I very much mm-hmm. looked at it um, in part, like not as a whole or me as a whole being, but you know, like different parts that I didn't like or that weren't right yeah I did give up like many years ago already um standing on scales at all because I just could not deal with that so that was not a problem in itself but um yeah what was it I I wanted to say I, re- I do recognize that like not wanting to go to parties or being very focused on food because I was in some way dieting or a lifestyling or whatever it was called was my way to deal with stress and like if i would go uh, to town i would know that oh i don't want to go there because there's a bakery on that corner and there's like a snack on that corner and you know all the food whereas normal people don't even realize that these places are there It was like sort of a minefield full of food selling places yeah. that i didn't you know want to mm-hmm. go into or or eat the food for yeah Mm-hmm. So very tiring and something that would take up most of my energy, I reckon. And also what I really um suffered from was thinking that other people were better people because they were thin. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So
3: so I would see myself as a less a lesser person. So if we would be in an argument with someone that intellectually or, you know, whatever I know that I would be right, I would get these I like code by but they're thin. So, you know, that must be better. And I should just shut up.
0: Wow. Well, and I think that's how we're conditioned to feel, right? That, you know, thinner equals better and, um, and better in every aspect of our personality because it means you're more worthy. But, uh, so I think a lot of people can probably relate to that even on a subconscious level. I think some of us probably have experienced some level of, um, being smaller and because we've just felt less than with, within our bodies. Yeah. So Anna, what are some of the things that you've been able to do since the program?
2: Yeah. So, um, so many things <laughs> uh, like I wasn't going out to clubs or doing things, a lot of things socially that like at nightlife that I like if I felt like I had to be a certain weight to go to this club and actually enjoy myself, you know, those kind of stupid, um, uh, things. And so since the program really, I just challenged all of the assumptions by doing the thing. So like I would go to a club <laughs> and by myself, um, the, the help of the the support group through the you on fire program, like the women in the, the support group and you, and just like, so I, you know, I wouldn't do things that um, I hadn't done since I was thinner. So like go, go to a club or, um, you know, go into these, these spaces, that thin privilege is really prominent. So, you know, I, I started going to a club um, or like I just go out at night and by myself, And then that trickled into, you know, seeing friends I hadn't seen in three years and I, you know, ones locally and even doing like a week in Colorado. And I am a super antisocial person. So for me to even like go that degree out of my comfort zone, like um, in, especially in um, that current or that body, like I just, you know, you on fire gave me the tools and support to do that. And, you know, I, man, so many things or even just going to like, I love rock climbing and, you know, I would start going once a week and talk, ask somebody to, to help climb or belay me. And really it was through, like, I was doing literally nothing, you know, after work every day to really like starting to cultivate a very, um, colorful life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In a nutshell.
0: Yeah. And I uh, know, well, you know, like recently you mentioned the, pr- the presentation too, that you gave and like, just feeling really yeah. excited about that.
2: Yeah, oh, man. Um, so even like, so I just, I just, I had, the last time I was in UN Fire, I was in this job I didn't really like. And, and so since then I moved from New York to Denmark and, um, to work for Lego. And I, you know, I still bring with me all these insecurities, uh, around at least um, performance and you know, to, to, you know, work with, with summer and, um, in helping, uh, with my presentation skills. Uh, sorry, I'm not, um, uh, but basically, um, I've just had to do a lot of work to, to build my confidence and a lot of like the confidence stemmed from like feeling secure in my body first. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Can I ask you like, what's it like with seeing yourself in pictures now? Cause I know that was a really tender spot.
2: Sure. Oh, man. Well, today was perfect, right? Because I had to review a video of the presentation I had given. And typically I would see a picture and again, just like go down the rabbit hole. Like I look like this and people aren't going to respect me because of X, Y, and Z. But now it's just, I feel complete neutrality with what I was looking at. And I was like starting to critique like Parts of how, um, you know, I can improve this bit of my presentation. I can improve that. And I was looking at the content rather than <laughs> how I looked. And for that not to trigger me is like so, so huge. And I wouldn't be able to do that.
4: Um,
0: yeah, my God. yeah um, that's yeah, really no. cool. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Yay. That is, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Right. Way to go. Way to go. Um,
2: how does all that feel? Damn, so, like, literally somewhere, I had been struggling with an eating disorder since I was 13, you know, and going in and out of treatment, even, like, outpatient treatment, and, you know, since, because eating disorders are so heavily tied to fat phobia, you know, to, to, to see an image, and for it to not send me down that, that, that road, it just, it, I can't tell you the, uh, the impact it's had on my life and the energy and just who I am as a person and not as like a body that meets a certain convention. Like uh, I can't even f- express the, the, the freedom in, in myself, um, that, yeah, that's it's given to me. I don't have words, but, um, it feels really good. <laughs> that's great. That's yeah. good.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, I'm super proud of you. That's, that's like just phenomenal. That's so great. Yeah. Lucienne, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that you've been able to do since uh, since the program?
3: Yeah, it's really like I can, I can so relate when I hear Anna talking because there are so many things you have time and energy for once you stop that dieting and worrying about everything to do with weight mm-hmm. um, and looks. It's amazing. So I'll, I'll mention a few like, well, obviously the most important one was to be able to separate worth and worthiness from weight and looks in general. I might've mentioned it while I was still on the program, but I was like, okay, so I'll do this. And aging at the same time, which is just like weight, you know, a big thing. Yeah. And, um, I see many women that are like late forties and well up until 70 who get even more into that whole wellness dieting. I need to keep in and my looks and put on the right makeup and i don't know they get more into it it sort of seems to me Mm -hmm. um so now i i see that but i don't feel like i need to get involved with it i feel feel like i'm free you know like okay well i don't have to get into that good for you so that was was a major thing that really strengthened me in dealing with all that shit you get Because when you are, like, well, I say older, like, I don't feel, as I say, age is not a thing. But apparently, as soon as you reach around 50, you get all these messages from society, like, about the rule. You get, like, you're supposed to have age-appropriate hair and age-appropriate clothes and age-appropriate makeup and God knows what else. I have no clue. But, you know, I don't feel that that has anything to do with me at all. That's great. So that was one of the things. I trust my body more. I've actually been wearing a bikini to the beach, which I hadn't done in like 20 years. Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) Fantastic. Not that that's like important, but it felt really good. And um, I'm in all my travel pics now. I used to, I travel a lot and I never wanted to be in any pictures. So I've been to all these amazing places and have like maybe one picture that actually might show that I was, wasn't there.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: um yeah, pictures are a lot better. And uh, that was one, I think it's one of the bonus things in the course, the Vivian McMaster. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So I did a, 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 like a training with her as well. And that was really tremendously helpful. Mm-hmm. So I got an IG uh, Instagram account to, uh, with lots of pictures of me not only of me I also do street art which I love and travel yeah. pics but I might be in a lot of them and because I wanted to promote sort of age positivity yes because I think it's a really a pity that people don't want to be in pictures and keep involved in diet culture and if they post a picture it's like of their grandchildren or something you know yeah I don't know or their latest healthy food I've been so good today kind of thing Yes. So, yeah, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. And I started a Facebook group for fashionistas at any size, which is a lot of fun. And actually, I asked when I wanted to do it because I got so irritated with people telling me, like, oh, well, I wouldn't wear that or, you know, I would have put something dark with that or whatever. That I thought I'll, have, I'll start my own group. And I asked around in the, in the group would people be Interested, and some said, Yeah, yeah, I'd like a Facebook group like that where you don't have people talking about is it flattering, meaning it does make you slimmer, look slimmer, or you know, younger, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually got over 1200 people in that group, so oh wow, that's awesome, quite amazing of all literally all sizes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that that was really um cool, and um, I finally got to dress again in the style that I like. So I think my style hasn't evolved much from when I was 13, actually, but who cares?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's amazing. And uh, how does all that feel?
3: Yeah, it's great. It's great. And it's not that I feel like, I don't know, I love my body all the time or whatever. I still get to see pics where I think, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. that angle from that, you know, sitting down, whatever, I look like really, really big. But now... And then I still think, okay, you know, I would maybe prefer to be thinner or whatever, but it's like a fleeting thing. Yeah. Think, you know, it's some frozen second in time and I don't know, I don't care all that much about it.
0: Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's like as emotionally charged as it once would have been.
3: No, no, not, not anywhere close to what it was. Yeah. Definitely not. You talked about
0: like just having so much more time and energy. What What's that like? Like, how does that feel for you?
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really good. I remember, as I said, I travel a lot, but I used to sometimes have these epiphanies when I was on a plane because I pretty much hate flying. And with every little air pocket, I'm afraid we'll like crash, whatever. Yeah. That bad. It doesn't help. Like I've learned a lot, a lot, and it doesn't help this would be moments where I think gosh what if we actually you know the plane crashes? and I've been spending so much time worrying about how fat my belly is or whatever
2: mm-hmm. and it's so
3: ridiculous but then once we would have landed that would be gone again and it would just stress like oh we can't have the ice cream or whatever I don't want to gain weight just having that mental space now to actually enjoy where I am or do things. I said I started art school. I'm second year art school at the moment. that's, and, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's. It, I love it. I never knew. I always thought that. Um, and I'd say like I can't draw or paint or whatever. I never did anything with that. I never had any classes. And then I just thought, well, I think it's fun. I'm just going to do it and see what it will, you know, will be like. And, mm-hmm. and I'm much more focused on the process than on some end result. So, uh, and it turned out I actually can do it and I love it. So That's I thought I am going to apply at art school and they said, I was afraid they were going to laugh at me, you know, me with my one year drawing all by myself. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I got there with my work, you know, the show. And they said, oh yeah, I think we, you can start in year two. I was like, whoa, seriously?
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah. That's so
3: cool. That's so cool. And then my... It might sound like it has nothing to do with something like body image, et cetera, but it's just having that um, mindset of giving it a go and not being worried about any outcome or uh, a certain goal, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like living and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're not focused all the time, like I'm going to do it when I lose so many pounds or whatever, or fit into that dress that's been at the back of the closet for 10 years or, or, you know, Mm-hmm. all of a sudden you can just go out and do stuff which is great
0: yeah yeah that's that's fantastic and so cool that you, you know it seems like you just have lots of hobbies and interests and that's just uh, love yeah. I love I love hearing that you know not not that like people have to add more to their life to make it richer but I think just showing that like you have energy for it and you know and more mental space to be able to express and do things that, um, are meaningful to you.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: So Anna, what's one piece of advice you'd give to other, uh, other people going through a similar experience?
2: I would recommend people to do the thing that makes them feel super uncomfortable, whether like, you know, in terms of the, like, do the thing that makes you feel super uncomfortable so go to the club see the person you know do that crazy thing that you felt like you don't really have permission to do if you were thin- thinner and know that you're supported in that process know that you can text someone be like hey i need to make that first step out the door or while you're there i just don't feel helpless to to like the the, the negative thoughts that you know you can have around your body there's there's hope and there's support and there is freedom and neutrality that that's what i would say
0: Yep. Nice. Nice. Thank you.
2: And Lucienne, yeah. what's your piece of advice?
3: Yeah. Some, I, I already said that um, you're, you're never too old to evolve in this area. Yeah. And I think actually that maybe for people that are, you know, late forties and older, it might be more important to work on this because you get like young women get a lot of pressure, but older women get almost more pressure even because they're not like promising anymore and there's a lot of pressure on people in female bodies to adhere to standards like that you know especially looks and there is a a thing in society that most people don't like to look at older people they think you know there's something wrong with them pet people something wrong and older people there's something wrong so if you see if you see older models you know who are used now. They're always thin
5: mm-hmm. um,
3: and have like you know beautiful wavy gray hair, etc. Like they're like the perfect older women kind of. Thing.
0: Yes, yes.
3: So um, I think it's really important to yeah to do this to work on this because it's like not too late. You can still enjoy so many years of freedom from this. And what I really like with the group, like I'm not really a group person all that much uh, I find it always a bit scary somehow and I'm not quite sure that I got the rules you know of a group I, I, I seem to miss some of the cues often but I find it very helpful and supportive with this because if you give up dieting and all um, that you're going against the grain of society and you will get so many people trying to convince you you're on the wrong path and your health will suffer and I don't know what and it's really really helpful to to have a group you know that supports you in that so in this case that did really work for me and I got actually some like lifelong friendships from the group I did yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah that's
0: that's fantastic I I'm so glad you added that and um and just the part about you know not really being like a group person but still getting so much out of that
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I don't know. I find, I find groups difficult. I'm better in like one-on-one, you know?
0: Yeah. But you're like such a supportive member. So it's, um, you're proving yourself wrong in this, in this circumstance.
3: (laughs) Uh, Maybe it's, maybe it's easier online, you know? Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
0: I think so. Well, thank you so much. Bo- thank you both so much for your time. Is there anything that you want to add before we wrap up here, Anna? Is there anything that you want to add?
2: I, yeah, I just want to give uh, people so much credit for going through the journey and just opening themselves up to the possibility of like, of changing their thoughts and um, increasing compassion with themselves. Yeah, it's um, huge. And I respect, I respect all of the actions <laughs> toward that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It takes a lot of courage, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm so grateful to you. And um, just always been really, really impressed with all the effort that you've put in and, and, uh, and all the outcomes that you've had as a result. Like just just so cool to kind of be a part of your journey and see how it's evolved over the last year and a bit. Oh, thanks, Summer. Uh, Lucienne, anything else you want
3: to add before we go? No, I think I I said everything I really wanted Good. to say. It's just I'm really happy. Like, I know you've been, uh, you know, um, uh, getting involved with motherhood and all that. And I see interesting things happening uh, with what you say about it. But I'm really happy to see you get back into this work because you're awesome at it. And, uh, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, missed really. you. I missed
0: you all. I missed you all. And Lucienne, like, as as well. It's just been so cool to witness witness your journey and see everything that's unfolded for you over the last few years. Like it just, um, yeah, I just feel really honored that you both trusted the process and trusted me. And I just feel so grateful that, uh, I've been able to witness everything that you, you've both been able to do. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for being open to it, being open to the challenges and the coaching and everything else. And, and for being here today and just, uh, telling everyone a little bit about how things have been for you the last, uh, couple years.
3: Okay, no worries. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you both so much. Rock on. It was so great to catch up with both of them and hear how far they've, they've both come in this and hear, hear them talk about doing things for the first time and how that's made an impact on their life. It's just, it's so incredible. And I'm so, so proud of them both. Next up, I sat down with Rochelle and Megan and uh, coincidentally, they had some similarities in their stories too, in that they both had moms who put a lot of pressure on them to be in a smaller. Their body when they were growing up. And that really shaped their relationship with food and the relationship with their bodies. And it's the reason why they both opted in to work with me was to really overcome that body shame that they had been carrying. And what you'll hear Megan talk about is how this impacted her pregnancy and postpartum. So when we worked together, uh, back in 2016, I think it was, she didn't have any kids and she wasn't married. And since the program, she's gotten married and had a baby. And, uh, and so she talks about how the work she did in this program really helped with the pregnancy and postpartum timeframe and Rochelle did the program in 2018 or 20, no, 2017, I believe as well. And she talks about just how it wasn't really about her body and it was about all these other things that were going on and how she's really been able to let go of the people pleasing tendencies to live, live her life. Here are their stories. Well, welcome Megan and Rochelle. I'm so happy to chat with you again. It's been like years I couldn't think we can say years since uh, we really talked to each other, right? It's been a while.
5: Yep, it's been a while. Yeah. Yes, well, it, has, yeah, it has been a while.
0: Yeah, and so much has changed. Well, welcome, welcome. And uh, for the people who are listening, they obviously don't know you. So Megan, why don't you introduce yourself first and then Rochelle, you can introduce yourself.
4: Sure. I'm Hi, I'm Megan McGee. I am 29 years old. I live in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the United States. I did, I did one-on-one body coaching with Summer, and then I also did the You're on Fire program. I have been overweight or had weight issues my entire life, and body image was a huge issue for me, and it's pretty much been my entire life. Since doing the program, I've had a baby and gotten married, and so it's been a crazy few years, but... Yeah. And I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher of the deaf and hard of hearing. So I travel for work, which is crazy, but I enjoy it and I love my kids.
0: Nice. Well, it's so nice to see you. And I know you use the word overweight, so I'm going to put that in quotation marks because people can't see. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know how we feel about that word. Um, And uh, Rochelle, how about you? Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
5: Um, Yeah, my name's Rochelle. I, as you can probably tell by my accent, live in Australia um yep so I live here with my husband and my dog and also a lot of indoor plants um <laughs> and yeah i did the program with you oh, i'm gonna say two years ago yeah. I think. i think it was two so, years
0: ago yeah yeah
5: and this isn't your first
0: rodeo you were on the podcast um True. the last time you did it which i think yeah was, i feel like it was
5: 2017 yeah possibly yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I should have looked before, but (laughs) I think it was. (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm so I'm so happy to have you. So, um, you know, the purpose of this, as I said, was like just I I would love to do a catch up like to see where people are like just a few years down the line, because I think that, you know, that some of this stuff like it really sticks with us, some of the lessons that you've learned and some of the things that you've done. And so it's cool to kind of catch up and see because, you know, it's like, it, not like a before and after, but like an after, after. like the long term, like you know what's really changed for you? And so I think that'll be cool to to share with others. So so let's jump in and give a little bit of background to people. Megan, why don't you start first and just talk a little bit about like what the what were some of the frustrations that you had with with your body before you did you on fire?
4: Um, before I did you on fire, it was a lot of I was frustrated because I would, you know, gain weight lose weight It never seemed like I got that you know perfect body quinquelocations mm-hmm. um I w- always felt like it was ne- I was never good enough it didn't matter what I did or what I ate or anything I was never my body was never good enough and it was just that constant like war with my body and that was that was a lot of frust- that was very frustrating before I did the program
0: yeah yeah and yeah and so like how, how long did you feel that way? Like, were you like, I can't remember, like, did you, were you kind of one of those people that had been dieting since you were really young or were those body frustrations newer for you?
4: They were my entire life. Um, my, I have a parent who is, is the opposite end of me and is extremely skinny and doesn't have any issues and would get on. And of course it, as I love my mother, but it was my mother and, um, she would get on my case and like, always be like, like, I'd have cookies at Christmas time. You know, what's the thing? You got to have cookies at Christmas. And she would be like, are you sure you want to eat all those? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, it's Christmas time. Like I want to eat all those. And it, it, she, and I, I love her and I know it was out of a, it was out of love. I can see that now it took a while, but yeah. um, that mm-hmm. she, she was looking out for my health at that point. But at the same time, it always made me think like, is this ever going to be enough for you? You know, is this ever going to be enough for anybody? Didn't she, you know, she encouraged me to do all the different diet programs and, Oh, just eat this way and eat that way. And it was like, okay. And I, I would do them and then I would lose the weight and then, you know, I'd have some emotional event and gain it all back. And that was the end. And then she'd be like, well, you just have to go back to it. And it's like, she just don't want to. (laughs) But yeah, that was, that was a lot of the frustration, but it had been my entire life. Yeah. Well, and it's so
0: hard, like, you know, the, when you have a parental figure influencing you that way, it just makes you think that, you know, thinner is better. And so you think, okay, well, thinner means I'm going to be more lovable, more desirable. And, you know, oh, I shouldn't be eating these foods. Like that's where we develop all those beliefs and they, you know, it's so hard to, to break free from that.
4: Definitely, yeah, and that was that was definitely the struggle for the longest time, and it took took a lot of effort on my part to get past a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the big issue.
0: Good, yeah, yeah. What about you, Rochelle? What were some of the frustrations
5: that you had before? Yeah, well, just a very similar story, actually. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I always, as far as I can remember, I've always had body image issues. Again, critical parents as well, Um, and yeah, a mother who was very thin and just, yeah, couldn't. I think to her, like me being bigger was felt like some kind of failing on her part. Yeah. Um, Which is why she gave me such a hard time in hindsight. Yeah. And then looking back at photos, I'm like, I was just a normal kid. So it still blows my mind, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, just dealing with that and then just constantly comparing myself to other people and just never happy with myself. And I didn't really start dieting until later in life when I was probably, I don't know, in my mid, early twenties. And um, yeah, lost all the weight, thought that would solve all my problems and didn't really. And um, yeah, being like, once I stopped that, like, I think I'm more at peace with myself as a much larger person than I ever was when I was thin. So yeah, yeah it's an interesting journey.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think your both of your stories are probably resonating with a lot of people. I think so many of us had that upbringing where, you know, often our mom, but you know, yeah. often a parental figure kind of influences the way that we end up feeling about ourselves. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, and it really, it really kind of imprints us with these feelings that we have about about our bodies. But, um, you know, you you've both like done so much work to, to rewire those things and, and, uh, you know, start to believe different things for yourself. So I'm really proud of both of you for doing that. So let's talk about like, you know, since the program, what are some things, what are some things that you're, that you're proud of? Megan, we'll throw it back to you to start this one. What are what are some of the things that you've been able to do? I know, obviously, like you went through a whole pregnancy and postpartum, um, yes. but I'll let you take it away.
4: <laughs> the, the biggest thing was definitely dealing with pregnancy and um, the post now the postpartum period. So I got pregnant in December of last year, and you know it was tough because being a bigger person, you know they you know they. The doctors would constantly say like, oh, you know, you're at risk for this and you're at risk for that. and I'm like, why do you say that? Well, your weight. Okay. But I'm a healthy person otherwise. So like I, I had to say, I really like, because of the program, I was able to be like, okay, that's your justification. Well, on you. Like, no, like I would, I was just like, like they were afraid of no. One of the things that did happen to me was during labor, which They had to induce me due to the fact that my blood pressure skyrocketed. And one of the big things that they had told me about my pregnancy is, oh, well, you're at risk for preeclampsia. And so I was like, okay, why do you, again, it was like, why are you saying that? Because I didn't have high blood pressure throughout the pregnancy. It only happened at the very end. And they blamed everything on my weight. And I was just like it was a big F you people. Like that is not the problem. If this, if I'm going to get preeclampsia, it has nothing to do with the size of my body. And I did end up getting it, but it was like at the very end, um, he was, I was, I gave birth at, um, 37 weeks, um, because of the Cause they had to, they had to bring my blood pressure down and then, so it was, that was a crazy thing. But going through that experience, if I had not done the program, I would have been attempting to lose weight while pregnant. I yeah. can be perfectly honest about that. And I was able to say, I'm pregnant. I don't care. Yeah. My body is doing something incredible by creating a child who is adorable. Yeah. And, you know, I was able to put that all in perspective and even now in the postpartum period, I've been able to be a lot kinder with myself, you know, like, they oh, you know, I'm sure Summer, you know, I know you had a baby recently. So, that, you know, get your body back, you know, yeah. and it's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm happy. My body just birthed a child. So I'm good with it. Um, good for you. But I was able to be a lot kinder and like, take my time and like, understand that I did have to have a C-section. So my recovery was a lot harder. It was major surgery. Mm -hmm. And I was able to say, because, you know, you want to do everything for the baby. You want to try to be there all the time. I was able to say to my husband, I really need you to do that. And not, and you know, like, take a step back and be like, appreciate like my body was healing. And like, really appreciate what my body had just done for eight and a half months, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and really take that back. And with before the program, I don't think I would have been capable of any of that.
0: Yeah. And that's so amazing. Cause I, like, I know the pressure when you're pregnant to like, watch the weight gain and everything else. And like, you know, that what you experience specifically in terms of that weight discrimination and uh, with the pregnancy, like that stuff is just so rampant. And I think it takes a lot of courage to be able to stand up for yourself at the doctor's office like that. And to really like, not fall into those old dieting behaviors. Like that's, that shows me that like, that's, that's like a hell of a lot of strength that that took for you, you know, to do that. And postpartum too, like it's, it's, you're inundated with it and all the mom groups, like everyone's talking about that stuff. And it's like, it's really hard not to kind of let it shake your confidence and make you think like, Oh, maybe I should be thinking about these things. And so, um, you know, that's just a testament to like how deep this stuff is in your bones now <laughs> and yeah. like how resilient you really are to all that messaging. Like it's, a, that's really amazing. I'm,
4: I'm really, really happy for you. Yeah. I, and like, like I said, I, I just don't think I would have been able to do that if I hadn't done the program. I, I know that I would have spiraled back into dieting and I am um, pumping for my baby. He did not want to, he was not able to breastfeed. So I am, well, who is was, so what we say in the pumping world, we call it direct breastfeeding. So I'm indirectly breastfeeding by pumping, mm-hmm. which feels like sucking the life out of you. But I you know. know I, <laughs> I am able, you know, I, it it's, it's funny. Cause like, I appreciate every ounce and everything that like my body is giving for my baby. And I'm now, I'm, I'm now actually, um, I'm weaning because I ended up getting a new job, and so I have to go back to work a little bit earlier than I initially planned. Yeah, and so I'm weaning off the pump, but I'm still like, look at what my body just did for two and a half months. Yeah, it provided, it provided milk, and we've had to supplement, but you know, it's like, it's still providing for him, and it, it's really cool. I it, it like, but like I said, I would not have been able to enjoy it as much as I have without doing all the work that I did prior to getting Oh, that's so
0: amazing. And so how does how does that feel for you to kind of be in that place?
4: It feels really good because I really don't think I would have enjoyed motherhood as much as I've been able to. And they call the first three months and I agree the fourth trimester. And it really is. It's it's sleep deprivation, it's frustrating, it's you know you don't always know what they want and To just, you know, to not have to worry about, not thinking about the minute I give birth, oh, what diet plan should I try to lose the baby weight? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, no, what does my baby need? Like, what does, you know, my body just did an incredible thing and made this kid, but I got to take care of it now. And I don't care what my body looks like. I have worn sweatpants for two and a half months. (laughs) Yes. And my husband doesn't care. Yeah, I did (laughs) the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I have, I have, Wearing sweatpants I don't care like it's like before I would have nitpicked like oh you have to have like all your nice clothes on it's like no I'm at home feeding a child working you know doing that and I just get to enjoy him and that's been the biggest thing is getting to enjoy my son
0: amazing oh that's so amazing I'm so happy to hear that and uh Rochelle like what about you what's what's changed for you since the program or what have you been able to do
5: Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things throughout the program was realizing how much work I had to do was not actually about my body. Yeah. (laughs) So for me, setting up boundaries, um, really helped me a lot. Um, especially with family members that triggered a lot of nasty, uh, uh, thoughts, negative thoughts in me. I just don't have those conversations anymore. I shut it down and yeah, people just don't talk about certain things to me anymore so that's really good that's really helped my mental health yeah um, good for you yeah and yeah I'm just not such a people pleaser anymore as well that was such a big thing for me yeah. um and yeah as a result I guess just not also just not just not caring what people think of me <laughs> really to be honest yeah so yeah. it's been really cool Those are
0: Uh, huge. Those are like really big things. I know they seem like little, like, but honestly, like setting boundaries, not caring what other people think, not being such a people pleaser. Like those are, those are huge.
5: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's been good. Definitely a different person. Well, same person, but yeah, just changed a lot
0: more of you though, if you're not being (laughs) a people pleaser, like, yeah, you're like the version of you, but like a take no shit version of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I see. That's what I see. And do you feel like that's like, um, continued to just, you know, improve or like over the couple of years since, since you did the program? Like,
5: yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, like with uh, my work as well. Um, yeah, not sort of speaking out for myself a bit more and that kind of thing and yeah i'm enjoying work a lot more than i used to as well and that kind of thing yeah it's been good yeah um, i guess in terms of body stuff as well i did also (laughs) recently my friend is a photographer and we did a photo shoot with my plants and there may have been some half nakedness going on (laughs) yes done that before (laughs) yes what was that like (laughs) uh yeah it was good it was really fun because was a close friend and so like I didn't really care about <laughs> getting my top up in front of her it was just a lot of fun and yeah just yeah embracing myself I guess
0: <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing yeah could would you yeah. imagine uh that you would have been able to do that before
5: <laughs> oh god no no way <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fantastic that's fantastic anything else Oh, I don't know.
5: that's yeah, nothing. I can think I mean, of, that's a big sure one. That's a big one. one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, no. I just didn't <laughs> want to cut you off if you weren't done. So, how does that, how does
5: all that feel for you? Yeah, good. Yeah, really good. I mean, it's not like there's still not struggles. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But overall, just yeah, feeling more at peace with myself and getting on with life. Yeah, really. that's what it's all
0: about. about. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. I mean, there's always still going to be struggles. Like, yeah. For sure, for sure. But that's uh, honestly like the way you framed it is so accurate to what it is really all about. It's like just getting on with life and like (laughs) there's still gonna be some struggles, but hopefully it's just not as intense as it was before and it doesn't stop Mm -hmm. you from really like doing the things that you wanna do.
5: Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes you catch yourself thinking something negative, but I guess, yeah, it's sort of got the tools now to recognize that and not dwell on it. Um, Just, yeah. Yeah,
0: to that's awesome. That's awesome. So, like, as we kind of wrap this up, I would love for you to give one piece of advice to the people listening. So, Megan, we'll throw it back to you again. What what piece of advice do you want to give?
4: I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is to trust in yourself. You know yourself better than anybody, and don't let other people dictate what you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. I spent a long time letting, you know, my mom and letting like every girlfriend I had and every, you know, everybody dictating all the, all my ex-boyfriends, you know, what I was. And then I did this work and I realized, oh, I knew myself all along. There was nothing wrong with me. (laughs) It was, it was me. It was me all along, which I, you know, it was, uh, and I, that's all I can say is that you do really know yourself. Don't let everybody dictate to you, you know, what what you are, you know, oh, you're supposed to be an elementary school teacher. I'm not an elementary school teacher. I decided I didn't want to be one. I changed my major. Mm-hmm. And in the end I, you know, when when I was going through the program, the biggest thing was I was learning so much about me that I already knew deep down but you were able to bring back up through the different things that we did and that Made all the difference. Nice.
0: Amazing. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. And you had such a good quote there. I feel like it needs to be on a pillow or something, but I can't (laughs) can't remember specifically what it was, but I'll highlight it. (laughs) Just the things you said there, that was like, that was really, really good to hear. What about you, Rochelle? What's a piece of advice that you have?
5: Um, Yeah. I think just don't waste your time and energy on negative thoughts about your body and your worth, you know. You're worthy of love and respect and deserve to be at peace with your body.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Both of those could be on pillows. (laughs) We'll start like an Etsy store with our pillows (laughs) with inspirational quotes. (laughs) No, that's great. That's so, so good. And like people really need to hear that they are worthy and, you know, not to waste their time on it. But, you know, it's one of those things that's easier said than done. But you've both really shown that it's possible to you know, reclaim some of that time and really advocate for yourself. Like both of you, I'm just like, this is awesome to hear from you and just kind of catch up after a couple of years. It's really cool to see like that things have really still stuck and you're still just doing your thing and living your life. And, um, obviously Megan, you've gone through like a massive, (laughs) massive, massive life change, but so cool to hear how that was applicable there. And, um, And yeah, Rochelle, like just hearing you still living your life, doing a half naked photo shoot with your plants. Like (laughs) that's really awesome. (laughs) too. As you do. Why not? (laughs) Plants are huge right now. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you both so much. Is there anything that either of you want to say before we wrap it
4: up? Do the program. Just do it. Just do it. Spend the money. Do it. Please do it. It's worth it.
1: Thank you. I didn't prompt you to say that by the way,
4: (laughs) but thank you. I know, but, but like, if I hadn't, if I hadn't done the program, I'd be in such a different place and I'm forever grateful to you and you know, for doing this work and for whatever podcast I found you through, like it was, I just do it. It's worth it. It's worth the money. You will thank yourself in let's see what it's probably been since 2017 so at least two years yeah you know you'll thank you'll thank yourself for doing it later
0: oh thank you I'm just so happy for you and just like really really proud of you really proud of you both of you both of you yeah anything Mm -hmm. anything else that you want to say before we wrap it up just thank you (laughs) thank you thank you you. this made my day (laughs) yay well I'm so so grateful thank you both so so much for being here rock on It was so great to catch up with both Megan and Rochelle and hear about all the stuff that that they've done, and just how they give way less fucks about other things—just so cool. Every day, I am just so grateful that I get to do this work and be with people like you and and like the women that you heard here today. I hope that you hear your story in parts of theirs because I think it just gives you hope and inspiration when you know that someone else who's been there has gotten through to the other side. I really know and believe that you are strong. You are strong as fuck because you've existed in. The culture. And you do have the courage and strength to do the work and make it to a place where you really don't think about your body so much anymore. And you just live your life. It just really warms my heart and gives me goosebumps to see people dropping all the expectations and just becoming more of themselves and having more joy and more freedom in their lives it's incredible and i don't mean to mean to make it sound like rainbows and fairies like as you heard some of them mention it's not like that. They still have bad body days. They still have bad moments, but they have tools to work through them. And it's not as negatively emotionally charged as it once was before. It would be an honor for me to be your guide, to be your coach and to help you through this. So if you have any kind of interest in doing you on fire, don't wait. We start November 11th doors close November 9th. I would love, love, love to be your coach in this. And if you miss that, get on the wait list for the next cycle, go to summer in Com forward slash you on fire but don't wait like do it now why why wait a few more months just dive in and do it thank you so much for listening to this episode i really really appreciate it and hopefully i'll see you backstage at you on fire okay rock on i'm summer in and in and i want to thank you for listening today you can follow me on instagram facebook and twitter at summer in If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.